0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, this is the first edition, very first edition, kickoff The kickoff edition of the Other Side Podcast Something new, something new that we're, get, we're trying out over here We've got three up and coming sports radio personalities Trying to get our hang of everything that our bosses go through every day So, we figured, why not, why not Why not go for it? You know, see, kind of see what we're made of. We've been doing this thing for a little while now, and I feel like this is the only, the only thing that we really got to, really got to pat her down. Ain't that
1: right, Kyle? Yes, sir. I agree with everything you just said. I'm excited to be here.
0: (laughs) Now, as you heard, that was my co-host, Kyle Dixon. Greg James is unfortunately not available to come here tonight. So, it's myself, I'm Ashton Leatherman, alongside my friend and cohort, Kyle Dixon. And this is something, as I have mentioned, this is something we've been wanting to do for quite a long time. We've talked about this, and we figured we might as well just go ahead and get into it. This is our first, our first show today, and the theme that we have going on being that it is January 2nd, 2014, 2014 already. We're getting old, aren't we, Kyle?
1: Yeah, I just graduated college. It's kind of a uh, as as did I. Kind of surreal.
0: As did I. As did I. A year late, but <laughs> I, 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 I made it. <laughs> yep. Oh, and our alma mater is is what we're is one thing we're going to be touching on here in this podcast. What we're going to go through today, we're going to go through our good, bad, and our ugly from the year of 2013 sports now this is a segment that aaron marks lewis wooder jp you hear them every day from 3 to 6 p.m on the drive on 100.3 the team in myrtle beach south carolina where we are right now we're in we're just up here in the studio hanging out we we don't have anyone here it's just us kyle we, can you imagine the things we can get away with right now.
1: I know, man. I'm I'm thinking right now. I'm plotting what I want to do right now. But you know what? I'm really excited because I've been planning this for like four weeks since you brought it up to me, and I have a really, really awesome list of good, bad, and ugly. I'm All excited.
0: I I can't wait to hear it. I'm I'm anxious to hear it. I'm anxious to hear it. So let's go ahead and get right into it, folks. The good, the bad, and the ugly
1: it's time for the good the bad and the ugly brought to you by murphy's law restaurant and bar
0: if that sounder sounds familiar that's the hot key that is played every monday during their good bad and ugly segment on the drive let the luck of the irish help your college nfl or nhl team at murphy's law three locations in myrtle beach on Highway 17 Bypass and Surfside, Highway 17 Business in Garden City, and off Postal Way in Carolina Forest. Kyle, I'm going to ha- go ahead and let you start it off. Give, what's, your, what's your good
1: from, okay. from this year? So I got two goods that I really want to hit on. The first being the, uh, the three championship series in professional sports, the Stanley Cup, the uh, NBA Championship, and the World Series. And uh, I really, you know, huge UNC fan. And the fact that, yep. you know, Danny Green coming out of nowhere and setting the three-point record in the finals just blew my mind. You know, the matchup between uh, the two juggernauts who are the Miami Heat and then, you know, the veterans who are the San Antonio Spurs that seem to make the championship or the playoffs every single year, the, at least the Western, Western Conference Finals every single year, you know. But who can forget – Ray Allen's game six three-pointer to tie the game, to send it into overtime. And I
0: was getting ready to say that all of Danny Green's threes got overshadowed by the one, Yeah. But that one three-pointer from Ray Allen, which you can say he traveled or he stepped out of bounds. I don't know. I haven't seen anything that's made me change my mind. I'm not not a Heat fan in any way or shape or form saying that, but you are right, you know,
1: you know, it, it came right – but the thing is, it came right after LeBron, you know. King James chucks up a three-pointer. Everybody knew he was going to miss it. Chris Bosh jumps really? up, gets the rebound, throws it out to Ray Allen. Ray Allen just bangs it in, ties it. You know, that's that. The rest is history. And it, it, is, it is a
0: testament to the coaching of Greg Popovich because you got all these young guys on the team. You yep. still have your mate. You still have the, their version of the big three, Parker, Ginobili, and Duncan. But let's face it, uh, how, how how much longer are these guys going to be around? And he's, he's growing a new crop of players to that team. You have, as you mentioned, your Danny Green, your Tiago Splitter, your Kawhi Leonard, um george uh is it george hill gary neal george gary hill neal uh,
1: the pacers now
0: that's right that's that's right you, My-
1: you think about where danny green came from you know he was a he was a a solid three guard in, at unc playing next to ty Lawson, wayne ellington you know uh tyler hansborough that whole crew when they won the championship gets drafted by the cavaliers rides the pine has basically the first three years of his, two years of his career. Sorry, two years of his career. And then out of nowhere, Greg Poppages is like, you know, this guy's actually got some professional talent. You know, I might as well throw him in my starting lineup. Sure enough, breaks a record. I think that's amazing, and I love Danny Green. He used to be my favorite player when, when uh, he played for UNC.
0: And you think about his years as a Tar Heel. He wasn't predominantly known as a shooter like he is in the NBA. He was more of a... The guy that when they run that Roy Williams run the floor yep. get up get up and down the floor as quick as you can he's the one that's beating everyone down the court exactly. and you got Lawson or Ellington just dishing it to him and he and he's you know just throwing down dunk after dunk I mean I remember the dunk he had on Greg Paulus like it was the oh, yeah. like it was yesterday I was I was in high I was in high school sitting sitting around my TV with a bunch of Duke fans and I just I mean I can't repeat what I said to them right here but you get my point.
1: But it, how fulfilling was that? Like Greg Paulus, the one guy that every UNC fan just wants to like you know meet in person and be like dude, I hate you so much man. Like just the way he presents himself and the way that he used to be so cocky and full of himself on on the court. Yeah, he
0: tried he uh he was he was so good he went to go play a quarterback exactly. for Syracuse. He's How'd just, that go?
1: He's just arrogant and full of himself, and I, I I hated him so much.
0: I did. I I'm I'm not a fan <laughs> but, of any Duke yeah. I'm not a fan of any Duke player. But es, essentially, Greg Paulus is Greg Paulus. Yeah, well, that's another story for a different day. Yeah.
1: Well, all right. Let's keep going. Let's go to the Stanley Cup when it didn't disappoint. You know, you got the best two teams, the Chicago Blackhawks and the Boston Bruins going against each other. Game two goes to triple overtime, which was amazing. You know, Seabrook hits in that uh, wrist shot from half half ice, basically, and just sinks the Bruins' hopes. And then you go to Game six when they're down two goals with a minute thirty left, and that was incredible. Or they're down one. Sorry, they're down one with a minute thirty left, and they score two goals in seventeen seconds. That was just, that you was know. incredible. Yeah, and, and
0: you and I, I don't know much about if anything about hockey but when it comes playoff time i'm more inclined to watch because a lot of times it's it's hockey's different it's not like basketball yeah. you know you, you have the same format you have 8 teams out of the east 8 teams out of the west playing and then you have your your 1 versus 8 seed playing in basketball the 8 seed can normally they can either win the first one on their home floor, maybe steal one on the road, and then they know the outcome. Now. And then they're and then yeah, they're, they're pretty gone. much out of yeah. it. They're pretty much out of it. But in hockey, it's, it's almost seems as if it's kind of kind of more toward the college basketball or you know any almost any other sport, major league baseball or you know the NFL, for example. If a team's getting hot at the right moment, there's no stopping them. If they're clicking, say they have injuries, everyone's coming back around the same time. That morale around the team just that it heightens it heightens it up, and it gives that that team a better chance to win.
1: Yeah, it's like two years ago when when the Kings they were the eighth seed in the West, and they came out of nowhere and just they, s- rem- they swept like. Uh, two two series in that in the playoffs I they dominated.
0: I believe the Devils were pretty low on the totem pole out of the East too, yeah. as well, right? Yep. See, and you don't you don't have you don't have like your traditional powers in the NHL like like you might have back in the day. I mean, you could maybe say that you have your your Pittsburghs and
1: Boston, and, Boston know, and, and, and Chicago,
0: and, Chicago yeah. and then. Uh, whoever whoever out of Canada is yeah every it,
1: one of those teams is good you know is
0: great is, exactly <laughs> but I I mean I don't know this this is not my strong suit so I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna let you handle it and from then right here
1: we'll go into the last championship you know the Red Sox just bringing it in for the city of Boston after after the marathon bombings you know Big Poppy crushed the baseball in the playoffs he he. Like he does every yeah, time during it was the playoffs. Incredible. It was so incredible to watch, you know. Added to his ridiculous stats in the World Series and, you know, the picture of the, the cop when he hits the Grand Slam, you know, that, that's going to go down in Boston yeah. baseball history right there. That's like – that's but, the yeah. That was
0: the first time you'll – Because you when you normally see security guards at sporting events, no matter no matter how crazy of a play happens – for the home team, like I saw with the the Alabama Auburn finish, I saw the all the security guards there at the end zone. They're just they're standing around like they're guarding no Bucking, like they're guarding Buckingham Palace <laughs> yeah. out there, and I'm like, okay, I I get it. You're not supposed to show favoritism, but come on, yeah. that that was that was a great a great moment, probably the best. Sports moment of two thousand thirteen. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be up there like the Jadavian Clowney hit was on Sports oh, yeah. Center. It's gonna be up there continuously. They're gonna have to retire it like they did like they did with him.
1: Yep. And then Well we got- no,
0: actually I think they I think it got I, I think it finally did get unseated. The uh the like seven or eight year old a uh, little little boy who was a cancer patient during the Nebraska Spring Game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... They let they run through the touchdown, which well, it was, it was a nice moment. That was the
1: top play on SportsCenter for like three weeks, I think. Yeah. I think I remember that. The best of the best.
0: Yeah, it 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 unseated it unseated Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: and then uh, we got from from my my last uh, good for the year 2013. I'm gonna go. Two teams that went from worst to first. Uh, the Auburn Tigers football team this year, which finished dead last in the SEC West last season, went 0-8 in the conference, 3-9 and overall. Everyone was thinking, Gus Malzahn, you know, what's this ridiculous offense that he runs? And then he gets the right people, Trey Mason, you know, Nick Marshall to run his offense with. And this year they're playing for the national championship, sure enough. Had uh, two wins that are going to be replayed replayed for 30 years you know against more than that more than that against georgia the hail mary and then you know again everybody knows the alabama one and then you know and they led the nation with 335 rushing yards a game so sure enough gus malzahn is now in the running for you know all these open vacancies in the nfl his name's being mentioned in in the interview process of the browns and the vikings and all them so you know they that blew my mind that's from that's one of my goods and then. The Red Sox, too, dead last in the AL East last season. Uh, went sixty-nine and ninety-three. Fired their manager, Bobby Ballantyne.
0: Who uh, was n- not a good, not a good coach at yeah, all. It,
1: I, I don't understand. He was just so didn't act, didn't act like he cared. You know, there's pictures of him out at bars with a bunch of girls, and you know.
0: I remember when he was the Mets manager <laughs> a long time ago, and I'm sure you do as well. Oh, yeah. Even as a kid, I'm watching all these the Braves Mets series and I'm thinking I'm thinking to myself how are these how are these teams still getting to the playoffs when they don't I understand they had the talent back then you know you had Almar, Piazza mm-hmm. um, I mean I'm sure you could rattle off more names than I could yep. but it but it's just how is how is this, how are these teams so good? And they're continuously getting to the playoffs. They made it to the World Series one year when they have this guy as <laughs> as their manager. I don't understand it. I mean he and you said it right. He just acted like he didn't care one bit. He had and this team from this Red Sox team from this year was basically the same team they had the year before, it was literally. I think it was Sands, uh, Napoli, and yeah. uh, Victorino,
1: and Johnny Gomes, and Johnny Gomes.
0: Yeah. That it, it was basically the same team. How you? How did you not win with? How do you not win with that group? I don't understand it.
1: Uh, it's it blows my mind. But then John Farrell comes in, who I had no idea who he was. But he's a pitching coach in Toronto. I think he
0: was the pitching coach for the Red Sox. Um, I believe – I know he was there for at least their 2007 World Series. I'm not sure about the the 2004 one. But he was there for a long time as a pitching coach for the Red Sox. And his name name had come up a lot. Mm -hmm. I believe almost every offseason there for about two or three, four years, his name was coming up. Or, oh, this team has fired their manager. Oh, John Farrell, you know, let's – Let's take a shot on him, and he he would interview, but he never took the jobs he was offered until finally the Blue Jays came knocking on his door, and they said, "Hey, come on, come on over, and he's like all right i'll I'll go up there, give it a shot, and then finally, the Red Sox come calling back, and he's like, "All right, guys, I'm going back home,
1: yep, and brings a World Series to the Red Sox, so those are my goods for the year two thousand and thirteen right there. Let me hear and, yours. I want to hear
0: them. Well, real quick, stop me. Stop me if, you, if you've heard this before. Pertaining to Auburn, their quarterback got kicked out of another D one school, went to junior college and played for a year. Now he's the starting quarterback at Auburn, and they're in the national championship. <laughs> stop, stop me if you've heard that one yeah, before. I know.
1: It's it's crazy. <clears throat> uh,
0: Cam well, Newton. I'm assuming War Eagle Magic. Baby. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know it's. It's just what happens.
0: All right. So we're going to transition to my good now, and I only have one, but this is something that me and you can really relate to. Our alma mater, Coastal Carolina. Man, 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 man. I'll tell you this. When I first decided to come to Coastal, that was the year after they had you know, the Mike Tolbert's, Jerome Simpson, Tyler Thigpen, the Qu- Quentin Teal, and all these other pro-draft, pro-NFL pro, draft, pro, pro NFL draft prospects. And the next year when I get there, I go to a couple games, and I'm like, wait a second. This isn't that team. This isn't that team that was on ESPNU all the time mm-hmm. play, playing teams, you know, just beating teams in their conference. And – I mean now that we got now we we got past the whole david Bennett you know need more dogs <laughs> exactly. situation we brought in Joe moglia, who I think is a very underrated coach by the way he you could say what you want to about his you know he's a bit he's a businessman you know what's he know about football well apparently he knows a hell of a lot of foot about football okay he we got Two, two straight Big South Conference championships advanced further in the playoffs this year, made it to the, the third round where we ran into the buzzsaw called North Dakota State. Two di- they're two-time defending champs for a reason, folks. They're good, okay? Mm-hmm. And they weren't distracted at all about their the talks of their head coach and it, the entire staff was going to Wyoming. But that team had a lot of seniors on it, so they yeah. were – they were they were able to coach up the the younger kids in the locker room, and be like, "Hey, we're not going to let this distract us. We're going to play this game like it's like it's any other game." And they're back in the national championship again.
1: Yeah, I had some, uh, I had some obvious false hope in that game. You know, I kind of thought that coastal as as everyone else, did, I, I had I had a feeling. I just had a weird feeling that coastal was going to come in there and and just score point after so many points but you know 17 nothing after the first quarter i was all hope was kind of lost i was like okay Uh, you know you know we had a little spark there in the third quarter when we were when we brought it within 14 and we were almost back into it but then they just ran away with it mm -hmm. but i want to say um i don't think i heard anybody give alex ross the credit that is due to him for his performance this year you know not only on the ground, but he threw some of the most accurate passes, you know, at, to Matt Hazel, to to Master Mateo, to Demario Bennett, to all of those receivers that, you know, no it, nowhere else it would have been completed. And you know, even in, in the playoffs and, and against, you know, Liberty, I think about the the touchdown that he that he the touchdowns that he threw, you know, against. Um, who they play in the second round of the playoffs? Montana. Yeah, against Montana. He was dropping you know, uh, to Matt Hazel or to Demario Bennett, I'm sorry. Demario Bennett down the sideline, you know. Perfect pass. And I, right. did, I just want to say, I didn't hear any, th- there was no credit given. You know, all, all the focus was on Lorenzo Talaferra because he was so dominant. You know, he scored so many touchdowns and had so many yards. Setting but, record after yeah. record. But that offense was is obviously dynamic and nobody knows how to stop it. And I'm excited for the next two years as Alex Ross. You know, he might go to the NFL. You never know.
0: He could. He could. You know, he might. D D one double A quarterbacks. You know, we don't hear much about them outside of Joe Flacco. Yeah. Which you, which by the way, there is a there is a report out there that. Coach Mowgli is recruiting his younger brother, who who happens who is a pretty good quarterback in his own right, but he's also a baseball player. Mm -hmm. So, they've offered him the idea, like, hey, why don't you come down here to the beach, play football and baseball, and everything, anything and everything you want can pretty much be taken care of. And and what I'll say is, Alex really really impressed me this year of course after last season i thought i thought aramis hillary was i thought he was a good quarterback i thought he could have been better and then you had the one game last year where ross uh where ross had to start for him and i saw that game and i was like wow i mean this where's this kid been all been all year you know where's why wasn't his name brought up in the starting in the starting uh contention so it was so I've really I've really enjoyed really enjoyed watching Alex Alex grow this year and who knows hopefully hopefully they've got some pretty good recruits coming in next year with all the exposure and everything that we we've, we've gotten from the football team this year this is not you know this is not just the baseball team bringing in bringing in more students and helping put up all these buildings around uh, up around campus that we see all the time now now the football team's getting the national exposure it deserves and now what where do we go from here you know i'm i'm excited to see it
1: yeah me too i'm i'm really excited for the next couple of years hopefully the attendance you know boosts up a little bit from this year i was kind of disappointed in that but
0: well and that's the thing i was i was going to get to that too me and you we 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 went to we went to the coastal when when the football team was subpar at best Mm -hmm. okay now hopefully now with the success they've had maybe it'll actually help the kids stay at the freaking games now nowadays because i don't know what it is but i mean i i guess given that we do live near the beach and during the the start of football season and into into october it's still pretty nice out here people will want to go to the beach on saturday afternoons or anything like that but guys you got a football team right here in your own backyard that's doing
1: and they're pretty, really
0: good they're they're doing really well yeah. they're doing really well for themselves and it's i mean it's it sucks to see the the student section it's it starts off rocking. Every every game almost. I mean, Brook Stadium will shake when yeah. when the when those fans are out there, but after halftime, here you see the tidal wave of teal just mm-hmm. filing out of there one by one.
1: You know, even before the game though, it it feels like a college football atmosphere, you know. They it have does a huge tailgate and everything and then when the game starts it's like where did all these people go there's there were so many people tailgating but they none of them just came into the game i guess they all just go home or something i, I mean, don't know
0: i don't know i mean that's that's one discussion that me and you can go back and forth forever as exactly. to as to why people are not wanting to stay stay at the games but I mean, who knows who knows maybe the maybe this new generation of young people we have coming coming into the school now i mean you saw they're they're still building residential housing they're Yeah, st-
1: apparently in five years coastal's gonna have more students in clemson so acc here we come baby <laughs> <laughs> acc here we come
0: oh man i i don't i don't even want to no. think about <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> i don't even want to think about that right now
1: let's win a uh let's win a fcs championship first
0: exactly exactly and i think with the with the with the right coach which i believe that we do have and remember we're saying we because we went to coastal carolina we have degrees from coastal carolina and we're we say that because i hear all the time and i apologize if any of my professors are listening right now but i cannot for the sake of me remember the term for what it is for when we use the the usage of oh we won this game or and when 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 your team loses oh it's they did this they did that
1: mm-hmm.
0: where's your, are you where's your helmet and pads <laughs> yeah. okay where where's your where's your authentic Russell Athletic jersey with your name on the back of it where's where is that okay.
1: I mean, yeah, people do a lot of talking when they when they're not actually in the game, but i I love the school. I'm so happy I graduated from there, and I'm glad to see that it's finally that we have athletics I mean my freshman year when we had Chad Gray and Anthony Raffa and all them on the basketball court and we almost won the big south almost made it to the tournament, that was the highlight of my college career and then and that same in that
0: same year we hosted the the super regional and we were basically one inning away from oh, yeah. In going baseball, going yeah. to the college World series if um i believe it was if i believe it was Ryan Connolly if he hadn't hung that curveball up there and Christian Walker which i believe that ball's probably still rolling <laughs> to this day i mean good goodness i saw i was there i was there when it happened and i i, I think i can still see the ball ro- <laughs> rolling down 21st avenue down at the beach right now well, that's the that's the first part of uh of our first of our first show. When we come back, we're gonna quickly go through our bad and ugly portions of this segment. Kyle, are you excited?
1: Oh man, I got him. I'm ready.
0: I mean, I feel like feel like we held a lot back with the good, but now this is the fun part. Now, now we're getting ready to unleash. We're getting ready to unleash right here with the bad and the ugly. You're listening to the Other Side Podcast. We'll be right back after this.